Welcome to The Soul Journey, where we will discuss the journey of people, authors, musicians, clergy, blue collar, white collar, and beyond, and find out what drives their journey. I'm Proverb Newsom. The Soul Journey starts right now. Welcome to the Soul Journal, Proverb Newsom. Hey, last week we were talking with Two Edge, the Soul Flow MC, and we got into a great conversation about music and his influence and all that. So we're going to resume that conversation right here, right now. This is part two of Soul Flow MC, Two Edge on the Soul Journal. Enjoy. All right, so let's go. Let's 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 name a few cuts, and you tell me if you got beats or lyrics first, or if it happened simultaneously. So. Um, Forever Love. Forever Love, that was Beat First. Beat First. Beat First. <laughs> Shout out to my man in Canada, Chris Ost. Yeah, that, that was that was a tight beat. Dude. Yeah, it was funny with him. That was I mean, that was fresh. I don't know if you ever got tracks from him. Uh, don't even really, really remember how I connected with dude. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's like, yeah, I got some. You know, I, I produce, I want to send you some stuff. He sent me like five beats and I didn't like them at all. Okay. And then um, sent me like two more and that Forever Love beat started. And I'm like, yo, that's that's exactly what you know, I was looking for. And so literally got that beat and was able to write exactly what I wanted. And so um, Forever Love was really, I was trying to, come up with a love song but not a love song okay. type thing and so uh, being able to not just speak about uh, you know the love for my wife but for family and as and slash God and so how God God has brought my life together through his love and so just in that, that time we start we're like traveling you know, going to Cancun, mm-hmm, going mm-hmm, to Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach, okay. going to, you know, going to different places. And my come up, my bring up was not that. I mean, we gotcha, gotcha. We weren't uh, that family that was going camping. <laughs> you know, we weren't the, the family that went to Disney every whatever, even though I lived in Florida. Yeah, that's, that, that's that just wasn't my life. It's not an everyday thing. Um, and I, I didn't leave the state of Florida on a regular basis. And the only time we left, I was going to, some, to a church convention. So right. it wasn't like we we're going on vacation. I didn't really start feeling that until, you know, I'm married and I got kids. And so it's, that song came about me really trying to thank God for allowing me to feel something that I experience stuff I've never had the chance to. Okay. Why, why do I have the ability to go to Cancun whenever I want to? You, you wrote a lot of your lyrics there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen a lot. I'm just letting you know right now. I'm just, I'm just going to try to work as many as I can in. All right, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about Superstar. Oh, beats and lyrics first. Uh, I got the beat from that, too. Okay. Um, so there, from to, to, to Whom It May Concern and Up, uh, which is very weird. Uh, Smash Beats, Smash David, is a dude that um, was I was able to connect with through Chino, Chino Life. 
Okay. So Chino Life hit me and Morph up and it was like, hey, I got this dude that's uh, on the come up and he wants to get get into the, the biz. Um, this was like 2012. He wants to get in the biz and so I told him that I know a few people uh, and I want to send y'all away. I was like, you know, is he a Christian? You know, is he? He's like, yeah, you know, I know him from church. You know, he's had some struggles, but I want to help him out. It's like, all right, cool. Um, dude sent some files, and I'm like, wow. Okay. It was just like. Didn't take stacks, long, right? Stacks and stacks of beats, and I'm just like, Chino, how you, how you got this dude just hitting in the cut like this? Um, it's like, well, you know, I've done some work with him, but I just haven't, you know, really, you know, shared it out. But uh, so that one, you know, conversation so with Smash, and here's the thing, I've never met Smash face to face. Wow. Yeah, which is odd because, like, back in the day, we always did work in the same space in the same right. And so it's very studio. weird for me because yeah. I was just like, okay. He was the first producer that I connected with that was out of our circle. Mm -hmm. um, other than like, you know, Wes Pennington. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I knew of him through uh, Mac the Dulos and all of that, but it was still some connection. Sure, right. So at first I was just like, I didn't know if I really want to mess with Smash, but the more I listened to the beat, I'm like, all right, God, <laughs> you brought him my way for a reason. So Superstar came around the time, I think I caught like 10 beats from dude okay. at the time. And so Superstar wasn't even supposed to make it on the album. If you go and listen to uh, Chino's album, he has that same beat on one of his songs. On his song on that album. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we got a, a snap and chill Rob G situation yeah. going so, on. But the thing is, I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about that because usually when I, again, when I'm getting beats, I'm thinking I'm the only person that got it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I looked up a dude, I you know, slid him my, my dollars or whatever. Right. But, um, but Superstar was another joint similar to Forever um, Love. My mom had passed, and uh, that song came about. I mean, there was a there was a bond created between me and my siblings. Sure. Um, Nephews and nieces really love y'all to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and so through that process of me dealing with my mom passing, uh, they, in so many ways, have they really helped me through that. Whether it be a text, call, hanging out or me just seeing them doing, still going on with their life, that was that was helping me. Um, and then, of course, the verses talking about, you know, Jay, and Nicole, and, and Chris, um, which is my son, daughter, and wife. You know who you uh, are. <laughs> hey, listen. If you if you hear this podcast, uh, and then you wonder why these abstract phrases are coming, these are all lyrics. These are all lines from songs. And the, the last two I just put out there actually come from this particular song called Superstar. So, like I said, it, it, it'll keep coming. It'll keep coming. But yeah, I mean that that um, and then of course. One, one piece that I'm leaving out is the person that's singing on that song, uh, Courtney, at that time, uh, Chadwick, but she's Courtney Tor Torres. Mm -hmm. One of my all-time favorite singers in the whole wide world. And 
she's one of the most humble people you will ever want to meet. And so and I think because of who she is, how she is, and how she reacts to people complimenting her made me love her even more. Okay. Uh, she's, if you talk to her about her singing today, she really doesn't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> like she just thinks she's just some average whatever. And this lady can make, you know, uh, a commercial song sound like it's supposed to be a hit. Yeah, she's dope. Uh, but I, yeah, sure. I, I've just always loved working with her. I love working with her her heart and she has so many different textures to her voice. She can make it sound real poppy, she can come off country, she can come in mm -hmm. and most of all the stuff that we've done, there's no filtering on her voice. Mm -hmm. It's just straight mm -hmm. um, what she did. So yeah, Courtney, big up to you. Still a, a major fan of hers. You could even say you're her number one fan. Yes. I believe I am. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that song. Let's talk about uh, number one fan. Beats or, or lyrics first? Uh, that one I had the lyrics first. Okay, all right. That one I had the lyrics first. Gotcha. Yeah, and who, who produced that? Some cat from uh, West Palm, something like yeah, that. I don't know. Some, I some, believe his name was you. Some loser. Um, yeah, that was actually, man, mo most people that know me know that I am a music freak. I'm a music fanatic and I really enjoy talking about music. I enjoy listening to music. I love critiquing music. I really, I mean, I have something that's called the ceremony. Um, and <laughs> what I, I don't do it as much now because music comes out like every second of the day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it used to be it used to be such a like a yeah. you know a big thing when an album dropped. Yes. You know, you go to the store, you you know yeah. you cop it, and you like bring it home, and you get yeah. into that special place where yeah. you're gonna unwrap it. Because you know that person is not gonna put out anything for another two, three years. Yeah, so man, it's an experience. Now that no person doubt. puts out an album and they put out a single that's not on the album in three weeks. Yeah, it's crazy so, now. But no, it's yeah, crazy. The ceremony was really me. I get that album and get it home. I got my whatever I'm going to eat, you know, my drink. The lights are dim, and it's me just absorbing that album. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, if I made it through that album, it was a classic. Yeah. And I didn't get past song three, that album most likely didn't get played again. And so I can remember. <laughs> Turned into a coaster. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I remember when, like, New Editions, Any Heartbreak came out. Ah, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, stuff like that. It just, like, it yeah. got the ceremony. I remember when Soup, uh, his Illuminations came out. Mm. That, that, took, that gave me, like, two or three ceremonies. Yeah, that was dope. Um, but yeah, it's just like certain albums, man. I, I, and sometimes I go back to stuff to just experience that Miles Davis, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. different things like that to just really have those moments again. But yeah, it's hard to do it now because sure. there's so much that comes out for you to truly give uh, great appreciation to. Like there are albums that came out, I didn't even know it came out because I'm still trying to you know, pull from whatever album came out that same day. Yeah. Um, but so number one fan came because a lot of times when we go out and do shows or when I go to people's concerts, I look at how the fan 
uh, they interact or they try to interact with the artist. Mm-hmm. And many times what artists don't realize is they can make or break that relationship. Sure, yeah. And like yeah. one meeting. Mm-hmm. The like, person has been thinking about that concert not just that moment when you came, but for weeks they've been planning, they've been wanting to, you know, chill with you. If you, they were the only person that came to that concert, they would have been cool with it because they looked at it as, then really nobody else in that room matters. It's just you and that person. Yeah. So yeah. when they get to finally meet you, you can't just brush them off. You gotta like make them feel like, wow, I came here, you know, just you and so I've seen that breakup happen many times mm-hmm. and it's happened with me <laughs> where, <laughs> I know you know what, I still love no, them no names will be mentioned but that one dude in the group does not get any love <laughs> uh, but you can you can really mess up the relationship of future listenings or any more projects because the person really looks at you as like wow your music helped me through yes. this, or why wow, I can't believe you're still making. And so when that song came about with me wanting to be able to get in the mind of a fan mm-hmm. and say to an artist, look, this is what you do to me, or do for me and my friends, uh, please don't stop. Right, yeah. Like I can remember, dude, the first time I met Crystal Lewis, mm-hmm. I, I thought I was gonna cry, man. It's just like, it's just certain people that just like, they affect me so much. Leon Patillo, uh, just how they they uh, carry themselves on wax, mm-hmm. and then when you meet them in person, they're still that humble person. Yeah. John, John Gibson. Yeah, John Gibson was man, dope. It's like some people that just like, wow, I love you even more today. Yeah, um, you can put out crap music. I'm still going by it because yeah, you know, you sat and talked to me in the parking lot. Yeah, but, you know, right, an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, and so people don't realize what that does. Um, and so I'm your number one fan. Came about with me trying to let artists know what relationship they create with people and they can make it or break it. Like at the end of that song when I'm having that conversation, like... This is when you say, can I get a picture with you, me and my fam, we want to do that. Yeah. I'm so just I mean, saying, just throwing I mean, out there. But think, think about it. <laughs> you're, you're trying your best not to look and sound awkward. Yeah, you don't want to be fanboying all over people, you know, it, it's awkward. It, but it at the same time, you want to capture the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the, what that artist does at that moment, if they say no, it's done. I'm sorry, I, I, I can't. You're, that's done. So it's best that you yeah. you treat them like they are the only person that's there. So that's, that's a, what it came about. That's a really good point, man. And, uh, and I'm going to say two things about that. Um, so I'm a, I'm a real big Arsenio Hall fan. Oh, I used to be when he had a show, right? Both times. But he said something once that really made me stop and think uh, about about this whole number one fan thing. He, he said that, um, you know, being a celebrity is a lot like being uh, elected in the public office. You know, your fans can vote you in, which means, you know, your popularity and stuff soars high and people love you and embrace you, or they can take you out. 
by not supporting anything that you have or anything that you do. And then the second thing is I once heard Garth Brooks say um, that his favorite artist of all times was, I believe it was James Taylor. And he said that James Taylor was it for him. Like that was the pinnacle of musician artsmanship. That, that was it for him. Um, and then he was asked if he ever met James Taylor. And he said, nah, I, I've never met him. And they would, and so I'm thinking, watching the show, that, oh, they're about to bring James Taylor out so Garth can meet him. But that didn't happen. And what Garth then said was, you know, I hope to never meet him. And then the, the, the interviewer was like, well, why is that, Garth? And, and Garth said, you know, sometimes when you meet people that you admire or have on such a high pedestal, um, it's not the same when you meet them and they take themselves right off that pedestal. And when they do that, then you stop being a fan and you stop supporting their music. And the relationship between them and you is really never ever the same, kind of exactly what you're saying. And um, so those two things I thought were the coolest things and fit right into what you're saying, man. Because really, when you meet somebody, you, you want to have the expectation that they're exactly who you thought they were. They're exactly who you're listening to. And right now, we live in an age where, really, you don't even have to wait for that kind of encounter anymore. Your social media puts you in direct contact with your favorite people. You could tweet something, and your favorite artist could see it seconds later, and even retweet it and reply to you directly. And th I mean, this is sick, because we never really had that kind of access to the artists we know and love. Anyway. Dude, I just, um, and leader of the new school, I made a comment to about Soup being in my you know, top 10. Sure, yeah. And he hit me back and retweeted it. It's dope. And it, it was it was surreal. Yeah. It, was, it just felt Absolutely. like, wow, that, that's pretty dope. And mm -hmm. that wouldn't have happened you know, 10 years ago. Nah, you would have had to see him live and then go to the table for yeah, autograph. And, and you know he's not gonna respond to you in front of everybody. Right, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, it was just, uh, it's very cool when you're able to, and the thing is, a lot of times when we do name drop mm -hmm. in a song, we are hoping that. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Sees it, or like, hears it, yeah. Yeah, and so then, like when I think about uh, dude doing, uh, the Eminem joint, KJ. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're slim. You know he won't uh, do the, the hit the song. Yeah. And so if we're saying, oh, we, I just wrote the, no, you wrote it, you put the person's name in there because you want them to identify with you in some kind of way. Yeah. So, yeah. so when those moments happen, I would love for Fred Hammond to know that I use his, his name or word in our joint. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot what it is, but yeah, me using people's different names, I want them to know how they affect me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and continuing on, man. I mean, the whole Eminem stand song is exactly like really a snapshot of what you're saying, man. Because this guy, I mean, if you're familiar with the song, you know this this like super fan just idolizes him and he gets an opportunity to like actually meet him or whatever and just really takes it to a dark place. You know, he's like goes from a fan to stalker and then ends up like killing himself or something like that. But it's really bad. But and reality. It is reality. And and I think probably the probably the scene that sticks out 
most in my mind about that song, and especially the video, is this guy tracks Eminem down and he's like in the bathroom, right? And then he... <laughs> He goes and, and says, like, hey, I'm your biggest fan or whatever to this guy in a bathroom, you know, and you, you're not in the bathroom to sign autographs, you're there to use it, right? And so he's trying to go the extra mile with this guy, and the next thing you know, like, he, he has his arm around him, like, taking a picture by a stall, and I'm like, wow. So no privacy. To take that to reality, yeah. what about when we were in Nashville and Mike Tate was in the bathroom yeah and the dude walks in trying to have a conversation with him in the bathroom yeah it's like dude we're in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) like and just wait until we go outside yeah right so it's it's reality yeah Yeah. they don't think about those things like oh shoot i see jay-z at the popcorn stand right yeah let let people have that, but you're, you're in reality, people don't know those lines. They're, all they're saying is, dude, I can remember when I, I was in Los Angeles um, a few years ago and I saw Ron Osley walking down the street. Mr. Biggs. With his new wife, well, his wife and brand new baby. Okay. Maybe he couldn't have been no older than like maybe a month and a half. Wow. Um, and they're walking down the street. In my head, I'll never see this dude again. Sure, yeah. So, I'm sorry, wife. <laughs> I need to get a picture with Ron Isaac. Yeah. The look she gave me was like, can't you see him walking with his family? Yeah, yeah. The look, I gave her back. <laughs> yeah. I'm his number one fan. Uh, yes, and I want to take a picture with Ron Isaac. So, you don't think about that kind sure, of stuff. When yeah. you're a fan, you're just thinking, I will never get this moment again, so right. let me see what I can and if he would have said no, I wouldn't have been his fan anymore. Right. But he treated it like his wife and daughter wasn't even there. Oh, man. And I get to take this pick with him. So sure. it's just, I don't know, it's, it almost feels like you're obligated once you cross that threshold of being an artist or a known person mm-hmm. to give people that because... They vote you in, yeah. they can vote you out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as an artist, man, is there anything that you haven't done artistically that you you that's on your radar that, hey, man, next time I put out an album, I, I want to try to do this? Or, or or is there an artist that you want to work with that you haven't yet worked with? What, what's, on, what's on the horizon? Man, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. Someone asked me the other day why I don't do music with well-known Artists, well, first of all, most of those people are, I don't want to say they're not approachable, but I'm not trying to pay a million dollars to do a song with somebody that I don't know. Gotcha. So yeah. if I'm, if I'm going to do it, I would rather that money go to somebody that I know and I know is something that could really use them. Mm-hmm. If they could use it or something, something like that. But I, I love doing music with people that people don't know that are dope. Um, that way, whatever avenue I have, I can at least introduce those people to some new people that they may not have you know, worked with. I don't see myself ever trying to reach out to uh, Andy Minio, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. although I love KB, I probably would never reach out to him. I would never reach out to T-Ball. Okay. Um, because these are people that people already know. Sure. So I'm not saying that I'm at a platform where everybody knows me, 
but I would rather work with people that I know people don't know as much so that they can have some limelight. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I think that if artists um, look at it that way um, to try to pull up, yeah, um, it would, I think that would broaden the, the listening playing field versus always trying to, okay, let me see how much of their fan base I can tap into. Okay. Um, I know that some of it is, is business, I know all of that, but I just think that us that's been doing music for a while, even if you have an audience, try to introduce people to, um, you know, that, that's never been heard. Like, that's why I mess with Rail, that's why I mess with Denia, that's why I mess with Jada Thompson, or even though Young Josh has been around for a while, sure. I still feel like there's a ton of people that don't know who he is. Right, and now right, he's right. producing. Yeah. I really, I gotta mess with him. So, I mean, uh, as far as me doing stuff that I'm, I haven't done yet, uh, you already know, genre wise, I've, done, I've tapped into pretty much most of. Uh, anything I listen to right now. So genre-wise, it's just me sharpening whatever I do now, but I don't see myself doing a country joint or a classical joint. Okay, all right. Who knows? Who knows? It may happen one day. Uh, may pull a Nelly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a, a, a list of people who I really want to work. I mean, Cicely is dope. Uh, her and her husband, Eddie, from Orlando. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a, a ton of people that I'm like, okay, I want to go around and work with them because I'm not trying to jump on their bandwagon. Gotcha. Uh, are there are a lot of people I listen to that I you know, just love to introduce people to that are out there. Flame, um, I have not always been a Flame fan. Mm -hmm. um, but these past two projects forward, and uh, God knows, I'm just, I'm, he's really turned me into uh, someone that loves his music. Dude, Silver and Gold, that's the Silver joint. Silver and Gold. That's the joint. The joint. Classic. It's like, I'm, I'm really impressed mm -hmm. by how, no matter what everybody else um, in the genre is doing, uh, he's sticking to that formula of making sure people uh, know he's, he's about this Christ thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hasn't changed it one bit. Nah, not uh, one. KB is another man, my, my that no change joint. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really impressed with certain artists that are just, no matter what everybody else is doing, I'm sticking with this uh, piece. I mean, Dayton, another mm -hmm. dope dude. Yeah, he's dope, uh, for sure. Selah, I mean, so it's just, it's a few man that I, I mean, that I listen to, but I don't see myself trying to hunt them down and say, hey, can't get on my, my album. Gotcha. That most likely won't happen. Man, I wish we had more time. I really do. Was the time's up already? The time is almost what? up. But before we go, though, before we go, I want to I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you. So I know you have a website. So give that out. Uh, website is Two Edge Music. The number two. The number two. Not, not T W O. No. T O O. No. Not T O. No. The number two. The numeral two. Edgemusic.com. And right there, you're connected to my YouTube, Facebook. 
I think I just took the MySpace off of it. Like two or three weeks ago. Oh, that's um, crazy. Yeah, my Twitter, Instagram, um, all of that. Uh, yeah, I took the Pinterest off too. Okay. Um, but all yeah, right. I mean that's how you get connected. I even got um, I got music up on there. I got interviews, pics. Um, I, you know, pretty much however you want to get in contact with me is on there. Um, you can. My music is also on, you know, iTunes, Amazon. Google Play, however you get music. Uh, if you don't want to download, you can, you know, make a playlist on on uh, Spotify, Pandora, mm-hmm. Slacker. Uh, what's the other one that you introduced me to? Oh, um, Praiser. Praiser. Yeah. Yeah, music is on Praiser as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a blessing to have this 20-plus year journey, man, because it's, uh, it's, it's been a journey, just that. Word. And so, I mean, the music, if you really listen to from uh, while I'm still breathing up to now, you'll really hear and understand what my life's journey has been from that point to now. And so, where I'm at musically now, I'm very happy and, and uh, joyous about the music. I know I do a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, singing, but that's more mainly because that's what I told my mom I'd do. Sure, yeah. Um, Gotta honor moms, man. But yeah, I really enjoy the, the producers that I'm able to work with, still working with Smash David, uh, added my man, young young Josh Bad to the camp. Uh, can't leave out uh, my, my EDM uh, master, mm. uh, Mr. Envy, Mr. Daniel up in Connecticut. Uh, it's really helped me form uh, a sound. But biggest ups to my man DJ Moore because he's really helped me uh, polish a lot of stuff. Me really get to the, the ears of like my, my daughter and son. Yeah. Uh, not just my age bracket, but it's, you know, over the years it's been some, a lot of MCs come across my path, a lot of different producers come across my path, but my biggest uh, joy has been able to let people know know where I stand and that hasn't changed and that's making music for Christ. Dope, man. Well, thank you, man, for being on and um, thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Remember, life's a journey. Enjoy the trip. That's a wrap for this episode of The Soul Journey. Hopefully you learned something, were inspired, and motivated to begin a journey of your own. Please email me your comments, questions, or even suggestions for my next guest at proverb.newsome at gmail.com. Once again, that's proverb.newsome at gmail.com. This has been The Soldier. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy the trip.